You're listening to The Evening Sacrifice. Be blessed as you listen. Oh, Father, we just thank you again for this evening. Thank you, Lord Almighty. Hallelujah for a time like this that we come to hear your words that that is constantly washing us and setting us apart, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're continuing from 1 Corinthians. Now we're hitting chapter 6. Now, these, don't forget, in the writing of the epistles, it's just one letter. Okay, for the purpose of reference, those who compiled these scriptures broke them up into chapters and verses for easy reference. But it's the same letter. And what we're looking at is the instructions that Paul sent to the Corinthian church to help them heal, to help them heal, to help them amend their ways, to reap righteousness and true holiness from the church. Hallelujah. Verse 6 is there any of you having a matter against another go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints. This is conduct, how we relate, instructions on how to relate with one another, how to relate with one another. These things are very, very, very important. There any of you having a matter against another go to law before the unrighteous and not, not before the saints. Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? <laughs> and if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Mm. So when there's a, a matter between believers, they should not go to court. Two believers should not go to court. A brother should not take his sister to court. A sister should not take his half sister to court a brother should not take another brother to court christian brothers the court where an unbeliever will stand as a judge over you child of god god forbid god doesn't want us to be that way and paul is saying how can you who will judge this whole world yes the world we will govern the world that's what we are waiting for the kingdom age when jesus returns hallelujah what many believers call the rapture, no, it's not the rapture, it's the second coming of the Lord. Glory to God. When Jesus returns to establish the kingdom age upon the earth, Jesus is coming to rule this earth, this physical earth as we see it. Through believers, now Jesus, when he returns, Jesus is going to give us the kingdom. It's right there in the book of Daniel. You will see it fully explained in the book of Daniel. It's hidden in the book of Revelations. Praise God. Now, when you understand the epistles properly, then you can interpret some of these deeper, seemingly deeper writings, like what you have captured in the book of Daniel, in the book of Revelations. Praise God. The, the next age the church is waiting for is the kingdom age. When Jesus would return, now what will precede the returning of the kingdom age? A few things, let me mention a few. A few things is the great falling away. Number one is the great falling away. Believers will fall away, backslide. In hearts, probably not in physical attendance of churches, but in the hearts they would have been backsliding. Another thing that would happen is the persecution of the church. Many believers think that the church will not be here for the great tribulation. No, the church will be here. It's not in the scriptures anywhere that the church will not be here. The church will be here 
during tribulation. Then number three, praise God, the manifestation of the man-child, the birth of the man-child. We can see that in the book of Revelation chapter 12. Praise God. It's also captured secretly in the book of Daniel. If you read Daniel from chapter 7, 8, 9, 10, praise God, you will see these things. They are all in there. Praise God. We're not teaching Daniel now, so we can't go there um, fully. can just mention them. Praise the Lord. Now, the man-child, yeah, these are some of the things that would happen. Now, when the man-child is born, then Satan and his angels, Satan and his co-rulers, his assistants, who, rule, who dwell in the heavenlies right now, they are in the first or second heaven in the realm where Adam fell off from. They are the, the ones occupying that realm right now. The Bible calls them spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, the prince of the power of the air. Now, Satan will be driven out of that place by the authority and the operation of the man-child. Hallelujah. Now, as soon as that happens, the next thing that will happen is persecution, wild persecution of the church on the earth. Praise God. But the church will be kept. The church will be preserved. According to the book of Revelation, the church will be driven into the wilderness where she will be fed night and day. Praise God. Now, the power of the throne that is being administered by the man-child is also there in the book of Revelation chapter 12. Please take time and read Revelation chapter 12 and then come back and listen again. You will understand what I'm saying fully. Praise God. Would keep the church in the wilderness so they will be fed. So the church, God will not lose the church. The persecution will not extinguish the church. It can't happen. Rather, the church will be built up and strengthened at that time. And then Jesus will return. Hallelujah. Now, when Jesus returns, Jesus is returning to come and set up the kingdom age on the earth. And that is the time when believers will govern the earth. It's in the book of Psalms, Psalm 2. That's part of it is there. Daniel, it's there that the saints will be given the kingdom. It is Jesus that will give the saints the kingdom. The, the saints can't take it by themselves. No, Satan won't, Satan won't allow that. Satan will wrestle against that fiercely. Praise God. Now, what we need to do is to mature to the level of the man-child, to grow into perfection so that we can be numbered in the man-child company. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. At that time when Jesus returns, he would divide the nations and the peoples and the regions into cities and regions and nations and divide rulership amongst his people all over the world <laughs> for about I believe it's for about a thousand years hallelujah because for one thousand years Satan will be held in the bottomless pit for one thousand years while we are reigning and ruling so at that time we will rule and judge the whole world the world will be ruled by the judgments of the righteous. And Paul is saying, can't you see who you are? Can't you see that even we will judge angels? Because when we enter into the world to come, after the 1,000 years reign is over, and we enter into the world to come, praise God. In fact, even starting from the kingdom age, it will be the saints who attained this level of spiritual stature who would be angels as it were? They would have become celestial. Their bodies would have changed. Praise God. So they are the ones that will rule even over the angelic. 
giving instructions to angels. <laughs> Kai, oh my God, no wonder Paul said, we've not yet seen what God has reserved for those who love him. We haven't seen it yet. What a glorious future. Hallelujah. And God wants us to prepare for this awesome future. And he's saying, part of the ways of preparing for this awesome future is these attributes, these characters, this manner of life. Don't take your brother to court over little matters. Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? So things that pertain to this life are mundane. Don't kill yourself because of the things of this life. This brother defrauded me. That one did that. And then you spread them all over the place. Don't do that. Don't do that. Leave them for God. Leave them with God. Leave them with their conscience. Pray for them to be healed, to be restored in the faith. If then you have judgments concerning things pertaining to this life, do you appoint those who are least esteemed by the church to judge? I say this to your shame. So it means that the judges of this world, the kings of this world, are the least esteemed. They are the lowest. But where have we placed them? My brother, my sister, I'm asking you. If a judge enters into your streets, what would you do? How would you respond? If they come into your church, the governor of a state, who has killed, who has murdered, who has bribed, who has done all kinds of wicked things, walks into your church, how do you receive him? How do you esteem him? esteem him in your heart probably esteem him much higher than your brethren the ushers right <laughs> how we err in judgment mm. i say this to your shame look at it it's a shameful thing paul is saying is it so that there is not a wise man amongst you not even one who will be able to judge between the brethren but brother goes to law against brother and that before unbelievers. Wow. Paul is saying, why would a brother go to court, take his brother to court before an unbeliever? Never take matters of the church before unbelievers. Whether they are local chiefs, whether they are high chiefs, whether they are judges in secular courts. No. Whether they are even elders in the family. Once it's two believers, don't take your matters to an unbeliever. Now, therefore, it is utterly, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why don't you accept to be cheated? This is a hard saying, is it? Is it? Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? That's scripture talking, not cheering. No, you yourselves do wrong and cheat. And you do these things to your brethren. You who is doing and cheating your brethren. What is wrong with you? Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God and such were some of you we'll continue tomorrow God bless you the message you just heard was from the evening sacrifice by Chinira Isibor from Kevadula Ministries for other ministrations like open book preparing his bride and more 
visit kvadulu.org. God bless you.